Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome to BTN's Inside the Drinks business uh, series. I'm here with Susan Orlin. She's a master of wine and I'm here at her place. Thanks for having me here, Susan. Hi, Sid. Thank you so much for being here. Great. So guys, we're going to chat about, you know, all about master of wine and, uh, you know, what it takes to be a one, what are the advantages, you know, uh, the typical questions that we have, and we'll deep dive more into a case study, some actionable insights. So, you know, great to uh, have you here, Susan, for everything. Uh, let's let's start at, you know, uh, giving a little introduction about yourself. Uh, what have you been doing and uh, how have you become master of wine? And just tell us a little bit about your journey, please. Sure. So it's kind of a circuitous journey, actually. I never thought I would be in the wine industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I started out with a focus in um, classical music, um, working on the classical piano and also playing the trumpet and baritone horn and then going into jazz and focusing on classical ballet mm -hmm. and dance. Um, but uh, my dad is an electrical engineer and uh, he was hoping that I would go into high tech. And I eventually did. So I went to University of California at Berkeley. Amazing school, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I was in the marching band, so I kept with the, with the music. And uh, I, I graduated from there and started working in semiconductors. Nice. So I started working with advanced micro devices. And I eventually went to, to Tokyo to, to oversee a merger with uh, Fujitsu Microelectronics. So you had a corporate job before this. In, yes, in yes. Nice. And so um, in between that, I actually... Uh, I went to I quit and I went to New York and I danced full time, <laughs> and then I got recruited by Google, uh -huh. and so I switched over to software. Wow! So I became an engineering program manager at Google uh, for several years, working on um, search quality and then maps quality in charge of Japan, Asia Pacific. So I was traveling between between here in California and Beijing and Tokyo for I went from zero to platinum on United within three months, and that wow. was that was tough, but I'm glad I did it. Um, and uh, during that time, I started. I had always been studying wine mm -hmm. um, just for myself because yeah. my first job was really to play the piano when I was when I was a child. First, I even went and played at restaurants and things, and I saw nice. all this hospitality that was happening, and I was fascinated by it. Um, and my grandfather also, um, my mother's father, always always had a bottle of wine and cognac at his house whenever we went to visit to entertain. And I thought, you know, what is this? So from a very young age, I wanted him to tell me what this was because yeah, yeah. it was fascinating to me. He began to taste little bits for me. Yeah. Um, to this day, my mom says she never knew what was happening. <laughs> but I got my first taste of, of you know, what magic uh, a really great beverage mm -hmm. can bring to bring people together, mm -hmm. the important role it can play. He taught me that, my grandpa. Fantastic. And so with that, you know, I always had this interest and I started studying. But then I thought, you know, after I was working high tech for a while, um, I, why don't I put some academic backbone to my studies? Because I just want to give an academic framework mm -hmm. uh, and really push myself a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so I did my research and I wanted to go with the Wine and Spirit Education Trust, mm -hmm. the WSET based out of London, because it seemed like the most academic approach and, mm -hmm. and systematic approach I wanted because I wasn't necessarily interested in the on-premise experience. Mm -hmm. I wanted the holistic experience. You just wanted to experience. learn about uh, yes. basic products and what you know, yeah, where the, the grapes come from, correct. you know, yep. the, the, you know all, all these things from mm -hmm. beginning to, to mm -hmm. end, from, from, you know, soil to, to market, right? So I chose that. And once I started, I just didn't want to stop. And this was while you were actually working, you were learning yes. as well. Yes. And then actually at around the same time, I decided to pursue my lifelong dream of pursuing a master's in, in classical music, musicology. Amazing. And so I applied for that uh, and it was tough because I didn't have an undergrad in, in that, but I did a lot of work and a lot of auditioning. Um, and uh, I basically uh, was working on my WICT diploma, mm -hmm. the level four diploma at the same time as I was doing my MF, working on my Master of Fine Arts. 
Fantastic. while I was working <laughs> because I really wanted to. Looking back at it, it seems nuts, but I'm really happy I did it. And then it was during that time that I was recruited into the wine industry. Mm-hmm. And by who? I, I by Belmont Wine Exchange, okay. the small boutique fine wine retailer based out here in, in Hayward, California. And honestly, I, I thought, wow, I was very honored. You know, I thought, uh-huh. what, uh, what an opportunity. And nice. I thought, what, what do you do was, there? It was a great opportunity to go. So uh, we're a very small company. Mm-hmm. There's only a, a, a few of us, and mm-hmm. I do a lot of the outward facing. Um, uh, relationships with our producers, okay. um, negotiants, okay. partners, and also with our customers. So you and take care of the buying, uh, I guess, make a portfolio. Yes, together with the, the owner. Yes, got it. And uh, uh, there's literally like six or seven of us. So oh, okay, yeah, very very small. But we deal with fine wine, and so these wines are are very very so it, on the high price point. The inventory of that store must be high. In- for the low units, right? I guess. Yes, yes, and so that's um, that's the reason why we actually moved to Hayward too. We have a good storage space there, Got and it. we actually storage is now part of the business as well, which is so people can great. collect and store. And yeah, all oh, right, yeah, yeah, and actually people are running their small wine businesses out of there, so we're helping to promote small businesses. Hmm, very interesting. Well. And um, nice. the other part of what I do for Belmont Wine Exchange is really the. the my role is head of wine expertise, mm-hmm. honestly, because uh, it's the wines that are coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've worked on authentication training and other things like that mm-hmm. because you know if you if if you're getting something like Armand Rousseau and you're getting you know Domaine Romanet Comte, you're getting Petrus, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that it's the real deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to make Got sure it. that the you know the, the provenance is secure, that you know the condition, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right, and be very transparent mm-hmm. to the customer about that. Because you know we don't want to be the we don't say we're the highest the lowest price yep. you know or whatever we want we want the the right bottle of wine for the right person. Got it. And so I do spend you a lot ensuring of time that brand that. that people can trust you, at least yes. that that you won't be misled here. Exactly. You know, because if I can't vouch for a wine, mm. uh, you know, a bottle 100, I I I have to say no mm. because it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. I mean, Let, let's go where you you know mm. say these three things. I'm very interested to go a little off topic, but it's interesting to know. Mm. So what do you do to make sure this product is authentic? You know, let's say. How do you check? Uh, where do you check? You know, uh, lots going on in crypto as well, right? But I don't know. How, how do you validate that this is from the source? And also, how do you validate uh, the authenticity of what you do? Right. Well, obviously, you know, the closer you can get to the original source, okay. the better. Okay. But a lot of times, you know, with wines that are that are back vintage, it's, mm-hmm. it's really difficult to do that. Wines have changed hands. You know, a bottle of port has been there since 1917, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the key is to do so much research, is mm-hmm. to research the history of these producers, mm-hmm. what was happening in, in the wine trade at that point, mm-hmm. who was well, dealing with whom, were they bottling themselves an estate, were they working with negotiants only. Mm-hmm. That will tell you so much about what kinds of materials they used, from the glass to the, the, the foil. And then you will try to, the, to see. And, and on the label, what types it. of paper they use. I mean, wow. I have jeweler loop, I have wow. special light, blue lights, things like that. To be able to do these things because it's going to be different mm. for for every region and even different producers. Um, but isn't there know. something as simple as just you know a, a firm or a or, or a scanning something and that just says yes it's good or no it there is some um, you know copy thing in this. It's not quite as simple as that because okay. the counterfeiters sure. have gotten so good. Got it. Yeah, it's become an arms race wow. almost. You know, I mean, it's still going on strong. It's still going on strong. And counterfeiters are now moving from high, uh, you know, uh, price items to... Like I mean, a 40 bucks uh, yeah, Napa yeah. cab or something. They know they can make money on volume. Wow. I've even heard of Carlo Rossi being 
wow. being uh, counterfeited. Because maybe if whatever the 2% they're making is enough for them to continue the business. It's fascinating. Amazing. I mean, anything is a business, Amazing. right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, my, my business and just for my own personal, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, fulfillment, I want to make sure that people are getting the bottles that they want. And it's a lot of work. So I do spend a good deal of time on that. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that is educating, not educating the customers, really, I should say, interacting with the customers and meeting them where they are okay. and helping them to understand, you know, what it is that they're, they're, they may be looking for, helping them find, um, maybe mm -hmm. taste new things, if pushing the boundaries a little bit, mm -hmm. if they're willing. Um, and also to help them understand, you know, if they have questions. And a lot of times they do so have questions. It looks to me, uh, you cater very high profile clients and, mm -hmm. you know, who have custom requirements, uh, depending on the experience they want to have or an occasion they have, you know. Yes. So what kind of questions do you normally get? Uh, hey, Susan, um, my next thing is this, you know, I'm looking for this. Give me an example of a question of your kind of customer. Yeah. So one common one is, well, I have, uh, I want to build a case, you know, for my daughter when she becomes 21 oh. or when she is going to be married someday or something like that. I want wines that are going to be so good that will be iconic and that will last until that time, except I only have this much budget. Got it. <laughs> and so, or some people have very big budgets, you mm -hmm. know, it depends, but whatever budget that person is on, I work with them to bring the best value, Understood. the best quality that they can get. And I will be very upfront with them about, you know, the longevity of the wine, where it comes from and, you know, how they should store it um, for the best possible longevity and things like that. So, you know, it's a real pleasure to be able to, to, yeah, so, yeah. to do things like that. Also a lot of pairing questions. Yeah. When should I open this wine? You know, okay. like, uh, you know, people will panic. They'll, they'll call, they'll, they'll, they'll call Just and say, make sure I, that it doesn't, yeah, get, am yeah. I going to ruin this wine? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I appreciate that so much that people really take it seriously. Nice. And it's a part of a huge celebration and they, they want it to be wonderful. And I love to be able to assist them in those situations. Great. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the master of wine susan right like i think uh you are uh, one of those personalities who's just meant for phd and academic and you know you can focus i guess <laughs> that's what it looks like to me just a little backstory is i do i did apply in uh, berkeley as well i got rejected i, I wow. i've done computer science so by the study part and that's the best school at that time i remember it was for the computers you know so you come from like like very academic driven background uh, based on what i know I think uh, that is needed sort of in somewhat pursuing a career like Master of Wine because it's so much like discipline is going to be needed. Uh, what's your comment on that? You're absolutely right. It, right? Like, it, it, really, it really brings something out of you if you want to go that path that requires a, a discipline, a, a, a courage, a uh, digging yourself out of the depths of, you know, lows and that even, you know, I had never experienced before, mm -hmm. you know. So let's define uh, the program. Can you explain how would you, if you were to tell me, uh, Susan, what's, uh, if I were to ask you, what's Master of Wine? Master of Wine is an individual who has passed a rigorous three-part multi-year exam that tests the candidate's knowledge depth of breadth and depth in the art, the science, the business of wine, all parts of the wine world globally. from globally. So understanding agriculture and soil science to the chemistry of lab analysis in winemaking to supply chain logistics and what will, what will help a bulk wine make it from one end of the world to another without issue mm -hmm. and what happens when there are issues. And then what are the trends? What, what are the business 
implications of wines for people who are making, uh, you know, very luxury wine like Petrus to people who are making uh, a wine that sells by the hundreds mm. and thousands of cases. What are those decisions? How are those decisions going to and, and parameters going to impact the mm -hmm. choices even made in the soil? Understood. You know, to every part of the business. And what are the trends of business? You know, what do societies think about this, you know, uh, wellness trends and health? And how does alcohol fit into that? Or does it? All those questions. So it's, uh, it's, it's very fascinating. You, you, you can't just say, oh, you know, I want to deal with these types of wines. Mm -hmm. Um, you need to know two buck chuck to your petrus, right? Mm -hmm. And you need to understand how those are made and what business decisions drive those and what nature decisions drive those. Because in some parts of the world, you can't grow grapes the same way you would grow in other parts True. of the world. Mm -hmm. And how do they deal with that? Why are they making those decisions? Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it, it's, it, it really, there is no textbook for this. There can never be. Mm -hmm. And it's always changing. So uh, I was about to ask you, uh, do curriculums uh, change every year you said three-year program uh, oh it's multi-year three year is the three year is the bare minimum of what you can get through and most people take way longer okay because it's hard yeah it really i is. can imagine i mean I, <laughs> I mean so walk us through the program what does it include you know how it starts how uh what are the fees how can one apply please okay so to there there is an application uh process mm -hmm. and it, it was I, it, I thought it was somewhat akin to applying for, you know, a graduate program. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to have your recommendations, you, you write, you, you know, you have your, your CV, mm -hmm. you have your, your essays that you have to write, your essay of intent, your, you know, um, you have to take entrance exams. Mm -hmm. um, those are all highly monitored. And oh, so, yes, okay. yes. And so uh, you, you submit those and um, along with, you know, obviously they want to know your, uh, what you can contribute to the to the industry mm -hmm. and why you're doing it because this is not for a path for everyone mm -hmm. and that's okay mm -hmm. and I think that that is something that everyone should understand just mm -hmm. like um, just like the the court of master sommeliers mm -hmm. or any path that yep. one chooses you can reach success in your industry and mm -hmm. your 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 career path through good old street cred mm -hmm. you can do you know it's the things that you do it you don't have to have something like this but yeah. for some people absolutely yeah. it's that's the way that you know they want to do it, and this is the way that i i wanted yeah. to do it and throughout the process i tell you even i doubted that yeah because it was so difficult i'm sure there there, yes. there, there will be self self-doubt you know you would want to quit you know it's so much uh studying did you pass in all one go how did it go it was very difficult it was very difficult so i actually did it in four four years Okay. Um, which is considered extremely fast. So what do you mean four so, years? Are there different exams and you just take your time to pass or it's just one grand final exam and you oh, apply for that? Yes, so there are three stages okay. of the exam and the stage one is typically done in the first year. So after you get accepted into the program, mm -hmm. uh, if you're accepted and during my year of acceptance, there was less than 40% mm -hmm. acceptance rate um, for the new recruits. So Sorry to interrupt. Are there limits in how many they take or... It's based on just based on who they see in the candidates. They don't have a there's okay. no quota. Okay. Good question. Because it's a, a study from home sort of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, but there, uh, but throughout each year there are seminars. There's an annual seminar in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. Like say, there's one in thankfully for those of us here in California. There's mm -hmm. one in Napa mm -hmm. or San Francisco, mm -hmm. and then there's one in Australasia somewhere maybe in Adelaide. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's one usually in, in London or in Bordeaux, in Roost, Austria. Um, it changes throughout the, 
the, the years uh, based on availability, but then students from all over the world can go mm -hmm. to their seminars. Um, and then there's also course days twice a year, mm -hmm. which is basically local and there are little, there are tutorial sessions uh, like two or three days in, the, in a row. So you get selected, you know, let's say 40% get selected and then you start your first year and then you said you had the first exam usually the after the first year. first exam after the first year. Yeah, usually done in, in June. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so that one is the first the first sort of gatekeeper okay. that's saying, are you going to be, is this candidate going to be ready to progress onto the, the real MW exam, which is the stage two exam, which is practically a week long mm -hmm. and every day in a row. And you got to pass the um, first exam to before continue. you can move on. So you're a stage one student uh, until you passed yeah. the stage one yeah. exam, which which I think, you know, many people, if they have that they are well geared towards the program can pass. But I've seen that definitely people have taken it again uh, because it's uh, it, it, you know, even if you've done maybe diploma for mm -hmm. WSET or people can come from, they don't have to do WSET. Oh, I thought um, you I thought that it's a yeah. requirement to do three all WSET. That was thought. that was sort of the the Mid traditional okay. path that has gone up, but because you know, I mean, the institute has gotten more awareness and it okay. wants to be more, uh, you know, open its doors wider. Mm -hmm. And so there's people from different backgrounds, but you have to be able to prove that you have a good experience in in wine to some sort of academic degree. Understood. Yeah. So before they you get accepted into the the program, but you don't have to have gone that path. I want to make that clear. Got it. Yeah. Good to know. Um, yeah. But but for those who have that reference, yeah, going from diploma, which was a two year, you know, takes at least two years and was way more difficult than the level three advanced mm -hmm. WSET. Um, the stage one in the MW made the entire diploma seem like child's play wow. to me. And, and, but once I got past that, which I did on mm -hmm. the first try, mm -hmm. when I got to stage two, it made stage one seem like less than child's play. I, I don't know what, you know, wow. it was so that the, the distance between those and what's required of the candidate is worlds apart from stage one even. Yeah. So that true MW exam, the the, the week-long exam, is what value, truly, truly uh, let's just, much uh, more. Let's just elaborate on the value part of Master of Wine. What kind of value do you really specifically bring just because you studied Master of Wine to uh, your own current role? Like just because of that, you've just added real monetary value to the boss or the business. Oh gosh, just because you have to understand you gain an understanding of every part of the wine business, the expertise that you bring, mm -hmm. the market knowledge that you bring, mm -hmm. because literally every day still now it's a habit now mm -hmm. for me to be looking at the live X indices on fine wine. Basically, you know, like it's like the, 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 the mm -hmm. S&P 500 of, of fine I, wines, you know. I think you, you would know where to go yeah. because at least you know where to go. And, and let's say if I were to be in your role, I don't know where to go and that time would be wasted. Yes. Because everything is there in, in a way, right? You can always learn. I don't know, correct me, but uh, what, what is something which you can do which anyone else cannot do, you know? I think one of the main things that MW teaches you to do yeah. is synthesis because you cannot pass this exam by having photographic memory. You can't, you, you can't read all the books and then know everything, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Because you, don't, you, you might have, you might have uh, data yeah. But you don't have knowledge and you don't have understanding yes and the synthesis of again you know what i was referring to what it, what realities 
financial, you know, uh, nature, whatever, will impact decisions that a winemaker will make, or yeah. a brand will make, a corporation will make, a farmer will make. Mm -hmm. You know, all these things. All these things really, really help you to understand how to take that information and understand how it's interconnected and how they affect one another. And so, for me, uh, not only can I do I have you know the you know supply chain logistics, market forces on what to buy when you know what's happening in the ports. Um, so yeah. where I can get my wines, what's impacting our negotiations and how I can work with them better, understand their areas of pain and to meet them on a level where I understand how we can hopefully work together better mm -hmm. um, to benefit the both of us, to have a perspective on where anybody else is coming from, which is a great thing in life in general. Yep. But the other thing is also very importantly, you know, when I'm talking with a customer and so many of the times, you know, will come back saying, this bottle of wine was bad, you know, it was faulty, this was terrible, you know, and first of all, I want to acknowledge that they had a bad experience and take care of them. But then because of all the studying that I've done, understand, I can also bring in this knowledge of wine faults and yeah. what actually happens in the bottle. How does alcohol work? Yeah. What happens, you know, yeah. and with the knowledge of what wine it was and how it was made, all these things, you know, I can bring that together holistically and it's in one person. Right. Yes. And I try to train. True. That, that's the key. I think uh, yeah. it's one person. That's what you said. Yeah. It's it's a jack of all, you know, and master of all as well. <laughs> so <laughs> always a student. I'm a lifelong student. I'm always learning. Uh, give me two great examples of a business problem. Let's define a problem and give me a solution, you know, just for the audience. See, like this is how to approach this. This is how you did it. You know, just any. Uh, Thing that comes to your mind like great tough problem you had and then how you approached it i'd have to think about that one a bit more that's very specific i just feel like maybe uh, a logistical issue that we're facing right now right around the world uh, have you come across that lately and how you are approaching that uh i think a lot of those um yeah requires a lot of just thinking on on the feet but again yeah market market knowledge right knowing that uh one of the things was when the pandemic was beginning Right. Uh, people were thinking like, no one was buying fine wine. Mm -hmm. No one was buying fine wine. Uh, everybody's just going to the supermarket and buying their Boda box mm -hmm. and their, their, their Franzia and the things that they can afford and mm -hmm. stock up on. But in looking and, and all the market research that I had been doing and was continuously doing, I was able to foresee that there was going to be uh, <laughs> there was going to be a pop a, in money, like money in, will in, come. in in fine in fine wines. Okay. And so, you know, there was a. a there was a, a point where you know the owner was thinking maybe we should try to just liquefy mm -hmm. some of our inventory you know see if we can try to get some cash there mm -hmm. maybe focus more on storage you know which is not a bad idea too but i th i knew it was going to come i knew it was going to come people are going to drink their cellars and i also saw because of the harvest situation in bordeaux mm -hmm. and in burgundy um, there was severe frost in some of those areas, also in Champagne, mm -hmm. particularly. So at least you said, don't sell the inventory. It was like, Keep it. Yeah. There is going to be a shortage of Champagne, especially vintage yes. Champagne. Good, good call in there. And so, and it happened. Yes, it absolutely. happened. And yeah. so we tried to stock up. I was like, if there's any time to like spend money right now, is to get vintage Champagne. Good point. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 really fascinating because now it's it's impossible to get. Yeah, I mean, there are people. I, you know, I was hearing about it in the summer, reading the reports of. 
of Russian oligarchs going to the Hamptons and not being able to get any vintage champagne. You know, it's, mm -hmm. I mean, the struggle is real, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but for those of us who want to bring those wines to the people and people come to us for mm -hmm. vintage champagnes, mm -hmm. you know, we, we are very fine wine focused. Mm -hmm. um, they don't really come to us for the non-vintage, you know, and, you know, more of the mid-level entry level for mm -hmm. champagne. They really want vintage and they want Krug, they want Salon, mm -hmm. they want Dom Perignon, you know, they want Cristal. Mm -hmm. So, these are the these are the the wines that um, we are now even running out of now, but at least we were able to hold it up until mm -hmm. this time. I'll, I'll maybe give you another example. Is let's say you are a fine exactly according to your business. How do you increase private client business? Any any sales tips on growing and getting new customers for your business? Have you uh, do you handle a little bit of sales and marketing? Have you got knowledge there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, I do a lot of the the customer care. Okay. So I have to say that the best thing to do, and this applies for for my business because we're not trying to grow ten x you yes. know within a year or two, is to give people the best experience possible, help them feel like you care about them. Mm -hmm. Because I do, I do. The, my goal for anything that I do in my consulting and everything in the piano performance, dance performance, whatever it is, is to give somebody a great experience, mm -hmm. right? How do you and find so, new customers? Let's say, great, someone's yeah. walked into your door or inquired, amazing service, but how do you find the new person? They tell their friends. Okay. They, they really tell their friends. It's amazing. Got it. And, it, and then their friends tell their friends. Understood. And and it has grown to the point where you know it's it, it can be it can be tough for me to juggle sometimes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the, uh, you know we have been approached with okay maybe we should maybe we should before um, it was years ago and maybe we should advertise on on Wine Spectator mm -hmm. you know things like that. But that really didn't do very much for us. It was really just that. Um, really personal touch mm -hmm. um, and then for me I, I love I love people I, nice. I love going to events and the more events that I do yeah you know even if it's not directly related to, to Belmont wine like I'm I'm judging for an exciting event like USA wine ratings right yeah so I can go out and and meet people and yeah. I can I can tell them where I'm from who I work for where every time I give out my card I I take pride that I'm spreading the word about Belmont wine exchange because I'm very very passionate about your happy company, to yeah. and proud to work for them and to be able to provide that customized experience for for people. So hopefully, great, hopefully that's that's how we're going to continue to grow. We just great. got just signed on a new customer who says he wants to he and his wife want me to do a case for them every two months. Wow, now. nice. So I'm and it makes me so happy that they trust my my knowledge and expertise yeah. to be able to curate based because these are you know. big investments you're talking about, right? Like, you, yeah, the, yeah, the trust is going to be important uh, because they're going to actually invest and buy and collect and maybe especially for the special occasions where they're waiting for 14 years on your word that this is going to go well why did it all start and why is action in london you know uh, what is the origin story of master wine well it was started by folks in 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 london who wanted to have a a, a, a real tangible benchmark on saying you know what is what is excellence and mastery in wine knowledge mm -hmm. right and in wine expertise uh and somebody and they wanted to the vision of the institute of masters of wine was to be able to have an a, an organization that would be a world-renowned uh respected steward for wine education to be to to be uh disseminating knowledge mm -hmm. to be providing the resources for seminars educational experiences to have the expertise behind that to support people in the industry and also to help spread the the word of of wine 
through the rest of the world. And, the, you know, and how long has it been there for? The first exam was given in 1953. Wow. Yeah, the first exam was given in 1953 and it's gotten a lot more structured and a lot more, more uh, difficult <laughs> since mm -hmm. then, I've heard, but I'm sure it was extremely difficult at that point as well. But um, yeah, 1953 and uh, there, there are people who've you know, been in the program and have the, the couple of the people who were named with me in my graduating class, so to speak, and whom I, I, I love dearly, um, were in the program for eight, ten years. You wow. know, people, it's it, it, it's it, it's impacting on their family lives and their, you know, personal Is lives that very so? much. Yes, because, you know, as you heard probably from, you know, the, the very famous psalm videos for the people studying for the master sommelier uh -huh. about like, it was terrible. One of them, I think, maybe got a divorce or something like that. But like, it's. It, I'm not saying that as the same yes, thing. But yes. but the pressure is very yeah. is is similar in that yeah. respect because you put so much of your blood, sweat, and tears into it. It's impossible for it to not, you know, take up that sort of psychological, emotional, yeah, you know, space in inside of you. Yeah. And even for somebody like me, I'm I'm very I'm very um optimistic and, yes. and by nature and yeah. uh, I'm. I, there were there was even a time where uh you know while i was studying for the stage two exam thinking like why am i doing this i mm. have no idea what if i'm gonna you know if this is this is terrible like i i don't know how i'm gonna even do this yeah. um you know it's, let's, it's rare for me <laughs> I, I completely understand let's give a little pep talk to the people who are trying and who are you know who want to do it mm -hmm. you know uh explain them the benefits of you know how this amazing journey of three four years of intense pressure will help them by you know out far and just give us give them a little you know uh i would say in incentive to keep going i'll tell you that you know just to follow up from the more despondent statement i just made it didn't last very long because i have to say being in the master of wine program teaches you how it teaches you a version of yourself that you can become that you never yeah. knew you had if you can if you can make it through any of the part of the program maybe not even the whole thing you will have gained so much and why one the people you meet mm -hmm. just having an entree into the the, the student the global, as yeah, a, yeah. as a student the people you meet the the prestige even of having entered the program mm -hmm. which is very selective is incredible yeah i had i i, I had you know the opportunity to meet people and go to events that i never would have before mm. or even had known about and that in and of itself was absolutely incredible. And the people that you meet, who you, you taste with, you practice with, they become lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, some of my dearest nice. friends now are, are from that program. And, um, and then this, the second one, again, is that, that courage, that person, that, you, that humility that you never knew in yourself that can make you the, as stronger than you ever thought you were. Mm -hmm. right? Because when, after I felt really despondent, you know, and there were certain periods I did, I took that energy and turned it around into... How can I do this differently? Hmm. You know, it's like the painter, popular painter Bob Ross said, you mm -hmm. know, if if you don't like the outcome, don't keep doing the same thing. I'm mm -hmm. paraphrasing him. Mm -hmm. You know, don't keep doing the same thing. Expect the outcome will be different. Yeah. It forced me right. to to reevaluate my perspective on how I've done things maybe for my entire life. Yeah. You know, and to learn ways to do it in the new ways. And that required was sort of like a shedding of skin every time. And yeah, it was yeah. painful. Amazing. But I learned so much from it. And the other thing is that why, how it makes you so strong is because even though you can study with other people, you can work together, it is your own personal journey. Mm. It is your own journey. No one can take that exam except yourself. Mm. And no one can do it in the way that, except the way you do it. Mm. And you have to learn 
how to do that.、Mm. So、uh, there are times when I felt, oh, somebody's doing this. I feel a sense of urgency. Like, what am I doing? She's、yeah. doing all this stuff. She's gonna be great. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm just、yes. sitting here. But you know what? Then you take a step back. You look at it. What works for me?、Yeah. What doesn't? And you learn by doing. Yeah. Everyone's doing. way of learning is different as well,、yeah. right? So,、uh, what was that day like? You know, when the results came out,、uh, what emotions went through? Oh, when I passed the, the when I passed stage two, that、mm-hmm. was huge. And I can tell you about when when I found out I got MW. Yes. <laughs> But when I passed stage two,、um, I I thought there was going to be maybe a a phone call. I had heard a rumor that they would call you if、okay. you had passed. Okay. Um, even one part of the exam because you can pass the theory and 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 the tasting, which、ah, they call practical, practical separately.、Yeah. Separately, you can fail one or pass one or、okay. whatever. And you got to pass both. And you have to pass both to pass、mm-hmm. the whole thing, you know. But and then you have certain tries before you strike out. And, and for this practical, you got to go to London. No,、okay. no, it's given in different parts of the world,、Understood. just like the seminars are. So you go to the、right? uh, mm-hmm. some, the、okay. test site, yeah. So、um, so what I. But they come. The results come from London. Okay. And so I knew it was going to be a little bit night, so I couldn't sleep. Yeah. I couldn't sleep, and then I finally fell asleep, and I woke up, and I saw that there was no missed calls, and I thought. <gasps>、uh-huh. Oh no! You know, like I、uh-huh. failed everything, and then I saw this email. You know, it just said, "You know, dear Master of Wine candidate, thank you for sitting exam." And I was, my eyes were glazing over. I'm like, just tell me the grades I got, so I knew how badly I did. Yeah, you yeah. know, whatever. And it said, "I'm delighted." To, I was like, "You're delighted? Why are you delighted?" You know. Nice. And I found they didn't. They 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 didn't do a phone call that yeah, year, yeah. and I had passed everything. Nice. In in one go, and so, which is rare. Yeah.、Uh, wow. And so I I, I was flabbergasted. And I, I just, I jumped out of bed and I, I think I ran around the house. Is it like a marks <laughs> thing?、Uh, meaning like you get ninety two out of hundred or what? What are their scoring? Like it's there's、back. absolutely so, score. Yeah. So it's like what is the benchmark? Fifty and fifteen below is fail or? Oh, you have to. It's actually it's the benchmark is very high. You have、mm-hmm. to be you you have to be above、um, at least like for the the I, I believe. I'm I'm not on the I'm not on the grading committee or anything、mm-hmm. like that. But as far as we understand, you know, you you have to gain at least you know seventy five to eighty percent of the point. And getting those points is really really difficult. It's so it's not, point based as well. How good of an answer it was. How many how many marks you get for each one, and and it's built up. It's not taken down from、mm-hmm. say a total, and then you dock points. It's not how it works. It's built up. Mm-hmm. From ways that, and every single thing a candidate puts down is scrutinized. Everyone gets、review. the same questions. Yes. Do you know who was number one or number two, or everyone knows just pass or fail? Everyone knows.、Um, if you pass, you don't know exactly how much you you pass. But if you fail, they'll give you. They'll let you know how badly. You did. Okay. <laughs> like what percentile you fit into, so it gives you a sense. Got it. Of that, like through an A, B, C, D, and you know that's a percentile. Okay. So、um, it, for for an A, you literally have to be. It's to it's seventy seventy five doesn't sound like very much、yeah. from a regular thing, but for the IMW,、mm-hmm. it's I'm、sure. so it's hard to、yeah. get to that point. Yeah, I can't、yeah. tell you,、yeah. it's it's ridiculous.、Um, but but now that I've now that I've gone to that point, I understand why. Yeah. Now that I'm starting to look at you know other people's work,、mm-hmm. and I understand why, and I look back at my past responses,、mm-hmm. I understand why. <laughs> you know. What, what was that? Week where you know、uh, it was in the public and press happened that you joined and you were a master of wine. What kind of、uh, emails or calls you got? Just talk to me about like great business opportunities straight away in the first ten days. Boom! Here's new work and opportunities. You know. 
while I was asleep, it was happening. Wow. It was it, so the third stage is uh, I forgot to mention is the dissertation okay. is the research paper, and that was actually my favorite part. Nice. Uh, because what did I worked, you do on? I uh, I focused on bringing my two my two passions together, music and wine, uh -huh. and I. And my paper was a research paper on the influences of classical music on nice. the perception of a brut non vintage champagne. So there was research had been done about you know how how music might affect wine, but you know from an academic standpoint, mm -hmm. like how do you quantify this? Mm -hmm. And there were no studies. I was shocked. There were no studies focusing on sparkling wine. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be able to do that because I love champagne and, and so, it's a great market. It has huge business implications. So break me on this. Uh, you mean? how listening to the music affects the way you taste the tasting experience yeah the perception of the wine right how about the wine how how effervescent does the sparkling wine um, uh, feel how how fresh and fruity how uh, like you know how how zesty how vibrant mm -hmm. how complex how rich mm -hmm. you know those things like that you would assess in a wine and we're not talking about like actual like sense like you know if you put an electrode on mm -hmm. somebody mm -hmm. the the physical you know, reactions. We're talking about the perception mm -hmm. of it because music and and wine are two very different sensory experiences. Mm -hmm. But then people seem to intuitively make uh, connections between them. And I wanted to dig into sort of why. And and there is a set of um, academic research and scientific studies on the concept of cross modal correspondences. And that takes like almost a year. You did that, and then that's the final. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Some people take multiple years, but wow. I. I I was so happy that I hustled on this because the moment I found out that I passed stage two, yeah. I started putting together my research proposal. And that became and your business, right? As well. <laughs> yes, nice. yes. And I was able to get all my tasting ex listening experiments in before the pandemic shut down. Because if that had happened, I would have had to scrap the entire thing and write a different paper. Mm. I was so happy because I got all my tasting experience in right. 71 participants ready to do the statistical analysis. Nice. By because the live time. events stopped immediately and you yeah. were lucky enough to document everything before and yes. do this. I got it, everything in by Christmas nice. 2019. Nice. Yeah. And so I spent a whole year writing my paper, doing the statistical analysis, writing my paper. Yeah. And, um, and, and so. If you ask me what happened after the MW Correct. was announced, uh, it, it was announced on UK time. Okay. So my inbox had exploded by the time I woke up. Wow. It had absolutely exploded. And I had these wonderful congratulations, but then there were people asking me about my paper specifically. They wanted to interview me about my research, implications of music and, and where, wine. And that made me so happy. This is very interesting. I've never found out, like I go to Master of Wine for a lot of our work as well, right? Like judging especially and mm -hmm. things of that yes, nature. Yes. Where do I find out who's done what research on? That data is not available on the website. I oh, think. it is. It is. It is? I know they've just redone the website. And okay. so maybe it's, so if you go to mastersofwine.org slash RP, Okay. And that means research paper. Ah, okay. And then you'll, you can see everybody and you can download the papers. Got it. I, I find on the bios, I click and then there is nothing but RP. Okay. Yes. Yes. On the bios. That's true. It should be on there. Shouldn't Correct. It? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My, my, my past Google self says, yeah, it should be there. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. But internal uh, linking. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but uh, it, the opportunities happened immediately. They started coming immediately. Uh, just interest in doing. Um, uh, wine panel uh, expertise, uh, judging um, people wanting to talk about 
champagne, mm. people wanting to talk about the, the classical music. That was one of my biggest goals and made me so happy that I got my paper published because I want to continue doing Maybe, research yeah. in that realm because when you do research, it begets more questions, yeah. right? And so as things level out from the pandemic, I want to start doing more research, but mm -hmm. I'm already working on projects um, where, I, where I've been able to do informal research as um, doing, doing uh, I, other opportunities. And when did doing, you become um, Master of Wine, Susan? February, the end of February. So uh, it's... Just been about 18 months, let's say, approximately, right? Just uh, this year. Yeah? yeah. So the first month itself, I think I'm assuming that you got so much already in the first month itself that it got you going like for the whole. Oh, yes. Yes. So I, I was immediately working on projects wow. right away with San Francisco Symphony, um, pairing wines with the uh, new artistic directors, uh, a world premiere and doing donor events. I did a, um, a virtual gala wine pairing event uh, for Peninsula Symphony Orchestra, really helping keep people together during mm -hmm. the pandemic where they couldn't go into in-person concerts. Mm -hmm. um, you know, doing events with San Francisco Ballet that way too, because I, I'm actually on the, uh, the Young Professionals Board of the Marketing Board of San Francisco Ballet. Um, nice. And worked with the San Francisco Symphony before in the in, in the past as a consultant for to to get them on the media um, platforms. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Very interesting. Uh, just the last question, you know. Let's wrap here. Uh, what are the what are the things you would want to say to a student? You know, trying an as, as, aspiring person who wants to become a master of wine. You know, just some tips, some encouragement, some you know, honest facts. You know, just uh, maybe you can look in the camera and just tell them. You know, uh, what can they expect? Uh, how tough it's going to be and you know, whether it's good or not, or I'm sure it's good, but what will it take? Well, I just have to say to anybody who's considering something like the Master of Wine or any other path that is really, really rigorous, give it a go if you are very interested. And throughout the entire process, keep your heart and your mind open as to whether it's the right path for you, because it's okay if it's not. You don't have to suffer needlessly. Uh, and, and if it is, remember why you're doing it and what the love is. Uh, because that's what has kept me going and that's what will keep me going for the rest of my life because I am a lifelong student. Becoming a master of wine doesn't mean I have stopped researching and learning. I will do it forever. The world is fascinating. Keep learning uh, and remember that this is your journey and your life and that is the most valuable thing that you can remember. It's your journey. So make it your own and make it meaningful.